Hi, you are listening to Talking Tangents. My name is Megs. My pronouns are she and her. And across the way is my lovely co-host. What's up, girl? Hello, my name is Britt. I also go by she and her and okay with they. Welcome to episode siete, seven. Seven, yes. Happy times. We're so sorry. We were we did not release an episode last week. Um, I think we had a pretty good streak. Six episodes in a row. Not bad content. Not bad. Not That's bad. a month for and our a first, half. For our first try. <laughs> yeah. Not bad at all. But um, there is a reason for that. It's funny enough. Our last episode was about mental health and happiness. No, it was about happiness. Happiness. And uh, um, for some reason, all it was too happy and my brain was overloaded with serotonin and then it all got drained and then I went to the most depressive state I've had in a long time. And so, uh, you know, when you're sad, you don't have any motivation for anything. And I just didn't want to be too emotional talking on a podcast or just like fake my way through it because we want to be genuine with you guys. So that's why we were gone, (laughs) why I was gone. Megs, thank you so much for uh, letting me take that break. Thank you guys for letting me take that break. But uh, let's hear how you're doing. Yeah, I mean, no no apologies needed. Thanks. I will be the first one to say that I am a full proponent of all things feelings. Um, I am feeling queen. I share my feelings way more than I should. That's why I'm single. <laughs> People don't like that. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I will never, ever be sad about it in a sense of like, you're okay to feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. Sad is good, even though it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, having those feelings and feeling those feelings makes you human and makes you alive. And um, going into our mental health chicken, I, I feel you. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week was rough for me too. So when yeah. you were like, I'm just not feeling it, I was like, bro. You're like, great. <laughs> oh, thank God. I didn't want to be the, that guy. But I, I felt terrible totally, being that guy. Yeah, but I, there's going to become a week. It, who knows when yeah. where it's gonna be me and I'm gonna be like Brett I have feelings and, and I don't want to be the feelings on the internet quite yet yeah I'm okay with sharing minimal amounts of my feelings but sometimes when you have that feeling overload totally respect that respect that Thank space you. it's highly important I don't want to do this if it feels forced so it's I have just mad respect Thank you. pop culture Pop, pop, pop. All right, so let's see what we got going on in the world right now. There's a couple things. I'm going to start off with the first thing uh, is that it's currently a thing that states are calling for Facebook to stop plans for Instagram for kids. Facebook is trying to develop Facebook for kids. And their reason is that they're like, kids are lying and getting on Instagram and Facebook anyway so let's just build them their own platform. Okay. Doesn't that sound disgusting? I have so many issues on this. Because, okay, you're a little bit younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I get that and I accept that. That's fine. I'm fine being the old crone in this, in this <laughs> conversation. But I'm sure there's a few other listeners that are in my age bracket. So I think they can relate. And I'm sure you can too. Because mm-hmm. you're not that much younger than me. But... I don't know about you, but when I was 13, 14, whatever, mm-hmm. you have like what is considered to be like an awkward stage, right? Yeah. Wearing weird shit, you put glitter on your eyelids, like you think you're hot shit, but mm-hmm. really you're just 
you're a teen. Yes. Like a preteen at best. The kids these days, it almost feels like they're already aged, like beyond a point where I was even remotely near in high school, let alone college. So there are people on the internet or just in general, just the way that they're dressed, the way that they're portrayed or whatever. Like nobody's allowed to be a kid anymore. Yeah. No. Like, I have mixed feelings about, even though I see, like, a baby in, like, a cute outfit, I'm like, oh, my God, a baby's in a leather jacket. It's cute. But then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this baby is dressed better than me. Like, wait, stop like, it. What? Like, yeah. Like, for me, I think it, it I think it does, like, cause some issues because then it's going to be marketing directly to the kids. It's like in the, the grocery stores. They put candy on the lower shelves so kids can grab it and show it to their parents. Now, this is basically the the candy aisle is in front of them constantly. But it's the internet. And, and it's internet the internet. And it's disgusting. And it's disgusting. I could see people who are not kids abusing it. You know, there's predators out there. There's catfish. Imagine all the kid catfish by some sick fuck who, like, lives by himself uh, in Indiana apartment who works at... I don't know. He could work at anywhere. He could work at a firm. He could work at the grocery store. He's but just there's a gross people. There's perverts everywhere. And they exist online and you don't know what they look like or yeah. who they are. I think that's the problem me. with all of this technology that we have mm-hmm. right now. And I, I love me some technology. I'm on my phone constantly. I'm yeah. on my iPad. I do all the things. And they help my life and they better my life. I love my little Alexa. I tell it to turn off my light because I'm too lazy to get up off my ass and go afoot and turn off my light switch myself so like technology is great but on the flip side i think people forget that technology is a nasty the internet is a nasty nasty terrible place sure there's demand for it but just because kids want it doesn't mean they need to get it it's like one swipe away from porn (laughs) everyone is a one swipe away from pornography yeah i mean there's kids youtube to be fair, I've not used kids' YouTube. Apparently, it's supposed to be okay for kids. But it's, you know what? Things sneak. I've read parent comments that say tar- stuff sneaks in. The thing Here's my thought that I don't like about kids' YouTube. And I've watched my nieces and nephew watch it. And, like, my, my sister and my brother-in-law are very conservative. They're very, yeah. like, they keep an eye on their kids. They're yeah. very good at that, about parental controls, everything. But what my problem is, is what actually is going on in kids' YouTube isn't necessarily, like, gross. It's all money-focused. Yeah. They're all unboxing toys and things and stuff. And it's just money, scheming. It, it's 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 almost, like, just sinister underneath. And, and there's ads. Yeah, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's a constant stream of, like... Ooh, look at these things that I want. Look at these. And when when I was a kid, you would go out and experience these things. But yeah, you would have presents and whatever and things like that. I just feel like kids don't imagine the way they used to and don't do the things that they want to because other people are doing it for them. Mm -hmm. And then it's all like stuff based, like more things. So I just, I don't know. It's just, and then it leads on to the other cultures where like, they're not looking about stuff. They're about their appearance or about how they look and whatever. It's just, just like the internet just is a weird... It's toxic for adults. I can only imagine how toxic and brain-forming yeah. it is for children. So I thought that was super weird, and I hope um, the legislators are able to knock some sense into uh, Facebook just because I think it's a bad idea. Did I buy some Facebook shares today anyway? I did. 
Um, but it's okay. I'm making bad decisions with my money. Yes. Um, so we're thinking, we're talking about technology, talking about kids, uh, kids and technology. When we were kids, we played Oregon Trail. Actually, Megan did. I didn't. Yeah. Um, when we had um, breaks between like, um, I went to a private school and an elementary school and I did a lot of like um, where you would... Um, do those math times tables? Do you remember oh, times I love tables? Those. Yeah. yeah. So you would finish all your time I tables love math. and do like <laughs> speed <laughs> speed ones. So you would do like these speed timetables. So fun. And um, if you finished the fastest, you got first dibs on the computers. In our there was a computer lab. And, I mean, these computers you would laugh now, but these computers were like oh like blocks like the yeah, big yeah, blocky yeah. guys and like we they had, had the little disc like the little floppy, floppy discs. discs like i like, got to use those i think for maybe a year yeah so <laughs> we had we had ye olden computers from back in the day and um when you either finish your times tables things you got to play a game that you want and it was either like cordy the little cordy guy like the little bloop bloop mm-hmm. little floaty guy or yeah. it was oregon trail and this was like green text like like bit like like that kind of thing and like the digital hawk would come and steal your baby like that kind of thing so there was that you could play um or there was like another typing typing yeah the speed typing typing, and i was like i don't like that so i always wanted to play oregon trail and got really good at it and then i when i got my ipad i noticed they had an oregon trail game And I was like, oh, I haven't played this since, like, fourth grade. This is going to be great. And they upped their ante Yep. this game. And they did a lot better job at representing, I think, history. Um, I was reading an article today that um, people really put more um, effort into making Oregon Trail a better game and better at representing history and the native tribes that are in the game. Uh, they said that they listened um to uh native american music like actual og native american music and implemented that into the game they touch on the fact that like these uh native americans land were stolen from them you know it's not just like oh let's um these indians will just kill people it's like they they showed them um they gave them new roles not just roles as guides or trappers mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah. i mean i haven't played the game i literally when i read this article I downloaded it and i have it and i might end up staying uh, it's already past my bedtime i might end up staying up like 30 minutes just yeah to play. there's there's a couple cool storylines so as you go through the trail you meet certain people and like back in the day it was like you met people to trade stuff or like someone would try to steal things whatever they still have things where you trade and people that try to steal things but there was other little aspects too where you would meet with someone and there was one storyline that like got close to my heart and when you finish the game and continue that said storyline there's many storylines you can choose for like people you meet but this one in particular it was there was it was almost like you could choose the path that you wanted to do like good versus evil and there was one girl that, like, meets up and was like, oh, like, I'm heading this way and I'm looking for this person. Have you seen him? Um, and then you're like, you can choose, like, yes or no. And like, oh, well, like, if you see him, can you tell him I'm waiting for him in this city and I love him so much and whatever. And it's very sweet. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll tell him. And you're like, oh, she's like, oh, thank you so much. And she was actually a person of color. She was a essentially a slave escaping. Yeah. And so she was escaping off. And then you go into the next town, and then it's like her dad. Yeah. 
And her dad is like, have you seen my daughter? She's ran off with this man. And you're like, whatever. And, and then you, you, you can choose to be like, yeah, she went that away. Go get her, dad. Yeah. Or the one like, no, like she loves him and they're going to be together and whatever. Or like also like, yeah, no, we talked with her. But like she's, she's on her own path. Like you can kind of choose whatever cool. and like – you're, the dad will react however way and then eventually you go into the next town and this one guy is like, have you seen this girl? She's the love of my life. Like, I'm trying to find her. And like, yeah, she went that away and oh, her dad's... Like, so you can choose kind of this path and then cool. at one point, like, if you choose the, the one way, they end up together in the next town over. Oh my God. And they're like, I Man, found her. Cute. It's amazing. And then those fake characters. I yeah. Love it. And then I get all like emotional. Cause like, Oh yeah. Like I found her and like, we're going to get married in the next town. You should come with us. And they invite your party to the wedding and travel through. And if your party doesn't die or dysentery or whatever, you get to go to their little cute. wedding and celebrate. And it's oh, really cute. Amazing. And then there was another storyline of like another couple that was escaping slavery together. Yeah. Because, uh, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, like, in the gold rush times, there were slaves, too. So, yeah. like, these people were escaping slavery that away, And um, you can choose to either, like, give them food or give them money or yeah. tell them to go away. Um, and so, like, I chose to give them – I think I gave them money. Uh-huh. I forgot. But, like, basically, like – she reaches out and he's like, no, no, don't talk to them. Like, we don't know them. It could be dangerous. And she's like, I believe in the good of people. And she's like, he's like, no, we're like, and she eventually like blurps out that she's like trying to escape. He's like, why would you tell them that? Now we're going to be in trouble. And then we're like, no, no, we're good. Like, so like, it <laughs> was just like such a good Yeah. Game. So you're able to like make. I'm so excited. Little choices and whatever. And it's lovely. And it just kind of gives a little bit of honesty of like how hard it was for a lot of people and in general and then one of the things too is you have to like keep morale up in your party Aww. as well so That's- if certain people are more pessimistic than others so you have to give them more morale and i mean yeah if people are dying in dysentery yeah pretty <laughs> and then other heads up this uh our meat is kind of just us getting out some feelings. Uh, it's so funny. The last episode I uh, was happiness. Well, now we're gonna go into all the feelings, not yes. just happiness. Which which is life. It's just fine. It's life. And um, we'll say it once and we'll say it again. All feelings are valid, and the only way to process them is to acknowledge they exist and then move one way or another way. Forward is hopefully the, the direction. Yeah. But know that the people that are there are there for you and care about you and you may feel dark and bleak but you'll be all right i believe in you so grab your wine grab your coffee grab your water grab your lacroix grab your anything it doesn't really matter with this episode yeah yeah mix a cocktail grab a beer grab drinks out of the fridge because it's just that kind of yeah i mean i'm drinking this uh sour ale blended with an ipa did you handed me? Delicious. I plan- that was the beer I planned Delicious. for a, a last week's episode that didn't happen. No. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad I'm drinking it now. I had a kombucha that was hard and it was great, but my tummy's all rolled now. Um, yeah, I don't really have a cheers, but I have a cheers that would have been appropriate for last week. It's a. It is actually the chorus of Tears Over Beers by Modern Baseball. And it goes, I said... All I can hope is for you to get better because all I can take is no more. So I'll hide where I can away from you and your friends leaking tears over beers once again. 
Oh. Oh. No more tears of beers. Listen to the episode. <laughs> Here we go. As of our mental health check-in, I don't know about you, but I'm struggling mildly with life. Same. And I think it kind of goes back into like, yeah, we're going to we're going to feel the feelings. Obviously, we don't want to bombard you listeners with too much sadness cuz we're here to have a good time, not a long time. <laughs> but um, we're never going to hide shit from you guys. And then what we've said since day one that if we're feeling the feelings, we're going to talk about it. We're going to try not to go too far into those feelings, hence our missing episode last week. <laughs> um, but we're it's still we're still going to bring it up. And um, it's been a rough-ass week for me. Mm-hmm. And it's been rough because I work a lot. And I work a lot because um, I'm hiding my from my feelings and mm-hmm. therefore – Throwing myself into work, which is so healthy. Well, let me tell you. It's kind of scary. Um, it's very scary. scary. I have good intentions. Yeah. I want to pay off bills, and I sure. did. I did the math, and I can be completely debt free by December. Nice. Yay! That's which awesome. Is amazing. Which goes to my goal, whereas I want to purchase a house by I'm 35. Wow. Nice. Partner or not, I'm doing it the fucking self. Okay. If I can't afford California. Do not care. I will go to fucking Kansas and get a little hut. Dude, it's affordable out there. And live my little spooky witch life. And it'll be like House Moving Castle. Have your field. And have, I will plant my lavender by my gate and over rosemary over here. And I will just be like that spooky, like Boo Radley lady. They're like, oh, Miss Megan's house down by the corner. You go get your midwife medicine. But also like she has really good Halloween candy. Like that's. (laughs) That is my aesthetic. That yeah. is my goals in life. Cool. I would like to have someone with me at that point in my time, hopefully by the time I'm 35. But yeah. if it don't happen, do not give a fuck. I will quit my job, pack up my shit, buy a house somewhere. That's kind of the plan. Yeah. Um, and so I'm setting myself a goal. I turned 33 this year. Gives me a couple and a half years to save up. But I got to fix my credit first. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to do it without increasing too much interest, <laughs> money, um, is basically me working my butt off and taking as much money as I can, pay all my bills, yeah. and then pay all my rents, and then have enough money for, like, food and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Which leaves me mit- li- little to no time to really do anything else except do this. Yeah. So this is a nice little... Worth li- it in the long run. Nice little social break. I get to see a human that's not a co-worker, which is lovely. I love yeah. it so much. So, I mean, yeah, so this is, this is great. It's therapeutic for me. It's a nice little break from the monotony. But if you work seven days a row, as some of you may know, it makes you a little batty. Yeah. And you start to kind of, kind of spiral a little bit because you're like, what is life? What is my existence? All I do is work. Mm-hmm. And then what do, what do we do, millennials? We go on social media. We go on TikToks. Just and kidding. what does social media do? It crushes you. It bombards you with expectations. And oh, my God. I, I've, had, like. I've had at least three men- mental breakdowns this week because of Instagram alone. Dude, yeah. I just, like, I don't know if you know us at all, but, like, I was not really posting at all for the last few days, week. I have been spiraling because Mm -hmm. of Instagram. And it's because this also connects into 
the other half of my why I'm having such a rough week. Yeah. We're having a PMD mental health breakdown this week. Uh, so I'm already hyper emotional because it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. And I already have the diagnosis of my depression kicks in this week. So I'm like, I'm like, at work I'm and I'm like staring into space and they're like, you good? And I'm like, oh no, it's back. Yeah. I was doing so well. Yeah. And I'm staring into the void and I'm scared now. And it's because mm-hmm. I'm just working myself to death. Yeah. So I'm already like crisis spiraling because of that. And then I'm working too much. And then I go on social media and I'm like, oh my God, everyone's so happy. Oh my God, what's going on? And then I start spiraling through stories. And then I'm like, what's going on? Why does only like 10 people look at my stories? Why does nobody like me? And then I start to like spiral down and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have any friends. Oh my God, this person doesn't talk to me anymore. This person's ignoring me, this person. And I'm just like, I'm making things up in my head. Straight Dude, up. Yeah, it's so easy to. I am it's so easy to. fantasizing in my brain horrible things. Like people are having a meeting and being like, hee hee hee, <laughs> what can we do to be evil to Megan? Let's let's block her. Let's do all this shit. Like I'm literally making stuff up in my head. And it's oh driving me insane. I've already been honest with all of this about that. I don't have very many friends. Mm-hmm. So like the moment and then because I'm Sagittarius, I want people to like me. <laughs> But I'm also, I'm very aware that I'm kind of an odd bird. So I, I don't expect people to like me. So when they do, I'm like, you like this me? You do? But then I like attach myself to them. And I'm like, you're my friend for fucking ever. You'll never leave me. And then when they're like busy with their own lives and shit, I'm like, you've abandoned me. I have like, I'm like stage five clinger, but only to my friends. If I'm in a relationship, <laughs> if I'm dating someone, I'm like, go away. Ew, yeah, you're smothering you. me. But if it's like, if if, if one of my close friends doesn't talk to me, I'm like, <gasps> they hate me. Go. But then I also, then they turn back to me and they're like, bitch, you will go off the radar and not talk to people or see people for months. Like, I, I don't see people. And then I get mad when I don't see. It's just it, it spiral. Literally, you can hear my voice spiraling. This is, this is my brain right now. I am spastic and frustrated and i'm like hyper thinking like looking at my phone i'm like oh my god this guy hasn't looked at my story who gives a shit who so and so has been looking at stuff like it it means nothing at the end of the day not to be morbid we all die and it's fine it doesn't matter like who said what who likes what and who unfriended who it's about what how you're viewing your own personal life and your own personal journey in my opinion i got butthurt because some person like unfollowed me and i was just like i can't believe they unfollowed me and then i was like wait a minute (laughs) i don't know this person (laughs) i just got so attached by this like instagram friendship that i was like why does this person not like me anymore? What did I do wrong? And then you start to like self-doubt yourself. But then you have to think about it. And this has actually helped me a lot, but it's like a daily reminder. Mm -hmm. Like if you are not benefiting someone else's mental health, you cannot hate them for taking the proper steps to separate themselves. It's not a personal attack. Yes, I It's huge. And it's something that I had to like take down Mm -hmm. a bit for my own like personal thing where it's like well don't you do the same don't you mute people that piss you off my mental health is trash right now you haven't figured that out yet but um here's here's my my end mental thought mental health check-in so my mental health is trash we know this right now and i'm very honest about it yeah um people have hurt my feelings 
boys are mean, girls yeah. are mean, everyone's mean, and I'm super sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what I got out of it. At the end of the day, I know who I am, and the real reals will know that my who I am. Mm-hmm. And then they can choose to believe it or not, whatever floats their boat, but the real people in my life are going to stick around, and that's great, and that makes me feel good, but it also, like, you kind of have, it's like that whole calm, or the the storm, whatever. Calm before the storm? No, it's something similar to that, where it's, it's always darkest before the dawn, maybe oh, okay. that's the word. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, like, what's going to make me feel good is not other people, how they feel about me. It's how I feel about myself. Yeah. And me going through those spirals. But I'm literally imagining things because I'm insecure. My feelings are hurt. And I have no way to project it. So I internalize it. And I'm toxic. So really, it's kind of a reflection on, like, me needing to look inside myself. Mm-hmm. love myself and know that yeah it's hard and you're allowed to feel the things but you can't let them overwhelm you because that's when the spiral hits yes, and uh-huh. reality will slowly sink down from underneath the crazy and the crazy mm-hmm. is gonna go ah and so it's it's so yeah like taking a breather i am researching ways to slowly get instagram out of my like daily obsession because it's clearly a trigger for me yeah (laughs) um it's creating fantasies in my brain that don't exist yeah um and then it's also making me like second guess all life and relationships and friendships and stuff so it's it's not good it's not good so um gonna take a take a breather i don't know how really (laughs) i have tried to take a breather like four times this week but uh not working which shows how much it's ingrained in your brain. So we'll see. But yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the jam. And I'm surprisingly optimistic. And I feel good. Because you see that calm. That calm. The dawn. You see yeah. the dawn coming. It's like peeking I, over the horizon. If I don't spiral and I watch some Simpsons at the end of the day, yeah. I'm kind of like, <sighs> like it makes me want to smoke weed, but I can't smoke weed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sometimes. Can I? I will just I might on Friday. Let me be honest. Don't listen, work. Shh, I might on Friday. Because I figured out that Monday through Thursday is probably not a good call. Yeah. Because there's more risk of me getting hurt on the job and then them testing for oh, me. Oh, yeah, no. But if it's Friday, I have Friday, a couple days time to purge. To kind of get rid of it, but then also relax on Friday and then so, go into my second job. I have a little high story. I have a little high story. Um... That kind, of, that kind of ties into my mental health week. Uh, so there is a time... Well, my mental health has also been very trash this last week. I've just been very sad, and I'll dive into why. But my high story is that <laughs> we'd help sometimes. Uh, I, My partner and I smoked, and we went to bed, and it was like a time where I was just like, I need like someone to just hug me. And we're falling asleep, and his head was against my head, and I was so high that I was like, I'm just going to connect myself to his brain. And then I saw the world through my fiancé's brain, and I think my fiancé has pretty good life. He's pretty optimistic. He's about a simple man with a nice job. And I put myself in his shoes, and for for a good, like, 10 minutes, I, li- I saw my life through rem- through my partner's lens and life felt really good and all of a sudden I I got this clearing I'm like 
I, I basically pretended to be him. I'm like, I'm going to go to work tomorrow and work at this place that is generally pretty nice. And uh, I get to go climb. And I was just like putting myself in his shoes. I'm just like, wow, this is so nice. Because he has so many, he doesn't worry about things the way I do. And I was like, if only I could do this to my own brain and like see things the way I, he seemingly seems, sees I things. would love to like pick a man's brain. Yeah. And really just get in. Because I know they think about they stuff. They worry about stuff, especially a parent. Like yeah. I know your partner now, if he's a parent, probably worries about completely different things than say maybe his friends do. Yeah. But like it's still a different brain. Yeah, it's still a different brain. He seems pretty happy. Yeah. And I'm kind of, yeah, I'm pretty envious Is sometimes. he just good at hiding it? Right. That's why I, I wonder sometimes. I can't hide anything. I can't hide emotions at all. I, he's, he's like, ugh. yeah, he's kind of, he's uh pretty good at managing his feelings but when he does have feelings he definitely wears them and uh he seems pretty happy uh and he's so a scorpio right yes, he's a scorpio. not to be mystical magical on this podcast no yeah no he's a scorpio mm. yeah but mm. yeah but he he's just like he's he's very kind and so i put him myself in his kind brain i'm like oh this is a nice brain i wish i could live here forever he is kind for a scorpio he is kind mm. <laughs> yeah i know usually they're I'm pretty like malicious I, i'm new to, i'm new to this hoodoo y'all so please don't judge me um but i'm like slowly delving into it and i don't really register people's birth dates or whatever until recently and now yeah. i'm like Hmm. now i'm going to pick out your brain I mean, yeah according to astrology uh, me and him are soulmates yeah i'm kidding but in a, in a way in a way it's a, it's either that we're soulmates or we are um going to destroy each other it's one or the other i mean isn't that what a soulmate no, I'm just, that's, yeah. that's very dark of me because i'm sorry it's very romeo crusty. and juliet it's very romeo and juliet i mean i randomly looked back on all of like my ex-boyfriend's all what four of them and um they all were never gonna work out according to the, to the, <laughs> the stars so i was like tight great cool so i'm not crazy yeah and i i was feeling kind of crazy um speaking of like astrology we just looked at my horoscope and it talked about like choosing to not dwell in the past and that has honestly been my triggers uh for the last week is i've been feeling very nostalgic and my life has got become exponentially more stressful and so i've just been thinking about all of the things i used to do and how my life used to be and the people who used to be in my life that aren't there anymore um because like moving to a new state all of a sudden all my i'm really bad at keeping i'm i'm an in-person type of like friend i will be terrible at um texting but if you facetime me i love facetime or if i ask you to hang out or vice versa i'm there like hanging out is i like i enjoy it um but like phone i just unless it's like something super stupid like me throwing on a story or posting i feel bad people respond to my stories and they message me a comment on shit and i just like don't respond because it's like it's a different part of my brain which is like eh, eh, cannot compute must like talk to them in person <laughs> um it's really shitty uh, and some friends have gotten uh, have been vocal about how much it annoys them and it's fine but and me what i'm trying to get at is that I've been feeling super nostalgic. There's a bunch of people I miss. There's a bunch of like things I miss about life that are no longer there. I have so much to do. 
uh, in my current state of life and it's stressing me out like crazy and it's just like yeah it is kind of hard to like see other people living lives uh and like kind of a like they're doing shit and they're happy but I know that I'm starting to learn that behind the scenes, everyone's kind of fucked up. So that's bringing me some solace. But at the same time, I feel I'm very empathetic and I feel everyone's sadness and I feel everyone's stress. And this week has been hard for so many people in my life. And I'm just like feeling everything. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's literally kind of making me go crazy. You're kind um, of an empath too. I'm I, a very empathetic person. I, I get a little bits of it too I think that's Mm -hmm. why I get so like sad when other people are sad it makes me a great advocate and a great friend that's why I'm a good hype woman I'm not an alpha never been an alpha I love alpha women because I'm the hype I'm like the one that's like yeah yeah you go do that you do that go team but like yeah I totally get that it's it's a lot it's a lot yeah and so I had like two triggering things happen kind of back to back things where like they're like I'm all about being honest with things and whenever people kind of uh break trust that is very strong it hits me very hard too and so if someone breaks my trust that hits me really hard so I had an incident where someone broke my trust and that destroyed me I had another incident where oh it was Mother's Day and I obviously lost my mom like three years ago and so that was really triggering because uh, for some reason, I was I did pretty good last year. I did good the year before that, but but I think it's because I was a new mom, and so I was embracing like, hey, this day means something new. But now, of course, Mother's Day is going to become an every year type of thing. It's like a birthday, and you're like, uh, thank you, thank you for the wishes. But like, I'm it's about the the meaning behind it all, and it's like, oh, I want someone to celebrate, and that was just ugh. Yeah. Tears me apart a little bit. But. I feel you on that. My yeah. my mom, uh, we lost our grandma like a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that, like, my mom didn't have the best, I wouldn't call it the best relationship with my grandma. My yeah. grandma was a little bit of a crazy gal. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she passed away, it was something, she died uh, in like her early 60s. Mm-hmm. And my That's mom, sad. my mom's yeah. turning 60 this year. So wow. she is, she was all sorts of a mess on Mother's Day. She always is kind of emotional. Yeah. She's emotional on Mother's Day and she's emotional on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And she's emotional on her mom's birthday because she has like a lot of weird guilt over stuff. So yeah. both my sister and I are like, okay. you're doing great. We love you. Mm-hmm. You didn't mess us up too much. <laughs> We're not doing heroin. <laughs> like okay. Amanda has her own lovely business and wife and husband children things i am not homeless and i'm surviving (laughs) and i have a job and i'm happy ish Mm -hmm. and then my little brother is doing like we're not like she has this weird thing and then like mother's day is hard for her too because she's now the age where her mom passed away yeah and my mom's very healthy my grandma died of like very serious illnesses of just living a rip-roaring life in the 60s (laughs) so i mean not to be blunt, but, yeah. you know, your actions have consequences l- later in life. Absolutely. And it just kind of 
took it a little too much toll to, towards the end. Yeah. So she's she's getting this weird, I don't even want to call it survivor's guilt, but she's mm-hmm. getting a lot of triggering from that. So Mother's Day, this we celebrated it on, on Saturday, Saturday, but it was, you could tell she was on the verge of tears all day. And we were just like, oh, here, man. have another cookie. Yeah. They're there. Yeah, and like... Mom. We just kind of let her, like, talk, and it's it's her day, and she's still one of those moms, too, where she's like, oh, well, what do you want to do? Like, bitch, it's your day! This is your, your day. day. What do you so, want? like, yeah, I, I can only imagine it's incredibly difficult for you. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's weird because she, my mom passed away, and it's so bizarre because we only lived in Texas, and then everyone moved away from Texas, and my mom's like, fuck it, I'm moving, I'm going to Europe. And then she finally came back to the United States, and then lived in the same state as where my family moved uh, but that's where she passed away and she was only there for such a short period of time that I didn't even get to see where she lived my, my siblings got to see but I didn't and um we all after that we all immediately like they um, the rest of my family moved to California I'm very lucky that my mom is actually buried uh, a 10 minute walk from me she was right she's right over here and so that was like it's kind of cool. It's also kind of sad because I'm just like, oh, fuck, Mom. I'm so sorry. You hated California. <laughs> <laughs> and she's here. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's good is she's next to my uh, my great-grandpa, her grandpa, that she really liked. And so I'm like, at least you get to be next to your grandpa. Um, but, yeah, just, like, it was really hard that day. And it was, like, hard to be happy that day um, and the day before. And, well, it was, like, two days before is when the – dishonesty trigger um hit me um and that just like sent me into a spiral and then uh the mom thing sent me into a spiral and then I realized I was just I've been living in the past in my brain uh all week um and kind of now too and it's just learning about how to put yourself in the present and being like in uh I've talked to people about this is that I literally my only issue is I have to decide when I want to be happy again and that's really fucking hard sometimes because so you, hard you want to be angry Daily and struggle. sad and it's just Ugh. like it's the emotion you're feeling and it, and then people are what could I do to make it better and I'm like sorry but you can't make it better like this is a personal like journey and I literally have to choose when I want to be happy again and that is very hard yeah. they're, they're <laughs> seeing on TikToks there's like uh, I started crying because there was a TikTok about, um, it's like, hi, I hope you're doing okay. Like, we're all pretty sad. Some people have are carrying weights. You'll carry these weights for a day. Some, for, sometimes for an hour, sometimes months, sometimes a year. And it's like a little ghost of a person with oh, a giant weight on them. No. And they're like, but one day that you're going to wake up or you're going to be walking around and you're going to decide you don't want to carry that weight anymore. And until then, you're doing a great job. We hope you get there and just like, Fuck, I'm like, this is just, like, reminding me about how I have to let go of so much anger and sadness, and it's just, I need to choose when. I was telling Megan, it's kind of funny, coincidentally, my depressive episode uh, hit when I ran out of my CBD, so I think it's all my repressed anxiety coming back to bite me, And but it's okay, I refilled my bottle today, Uh, I took some earlier, I do feel a sense of clearing, but I'm still sad. But um, it's okay. I might have cried when Megan came over today. Just almost. <laughs> it's okay. Almost over what? <laughs> the, she, uh, Megan got me a, a sweet gift, and it's just little acts of kindness where it's just like, "Fuck! Why am I so angry at the world when there's so much kind people and things out there?" Well, I mean, it's the least I can do. I know 
Mother's Day is hard for my mom, yeah. and I kind of put myself in your shoes. Especially, I was planning on getting you something anyway because oh, I, I love gifts. Gifts are my love Lovely language. Bitch. I do it for all of my friends, um, and it's one of those things where like. I knew you were already having a rough week, and I, I and then I immediately thought about your mom, and like I've never met your mom, but she is such like a she. Every time I see a photo of her, she's just like beaming of like this radiant like spirit, and yeah. like not to get all witchy, mystical, hoo ha, Jesus or whatever, yeah. but like it's one of those things where like. Every time I like see a photo of her, or just like you mention her, I get like this like like presence of motherliness. Yeah. It's overwhelming. I don't know if it's a weird hoodoo thing, but honestly, like it's almost like if you've ever been to church where you have like the Holy Spirit is here, like that yeah. kind of thing. I get that. That's so. Funny. And it's like something in your mom's eyes or whatever. Where I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, like. And I was at Target shopping for my sister for yeah. Mother's Day, and just like the spirit of your mom was like, you know, what Brittany would like she would like some bath bombs, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> grandma speaking from the uh, grave that's so and funny. so i was like you know what fucking self-care bitch so i just was like you need this you need that and i thought of all the things that would make me feel good that's so funny and i was just like i felt like i was just like shopping with your mom like you know what's kind of funny too is that since, you, since you've said this it, uh at, for christmas my mom would always get me um like bath things she would get me shampoos she would get me soaps oh my gosh yay perfume and like things she liked she liked basic beauty she didn't like makeup necessarily she did she liked makeup but very like natural makeup but she loved like she loved um like bath things self-care things like she spent her her guilty pleasures that she would buy the most expensive like random shampoos and stuff mm-hmm. and i think that's the only thing i've no i've inherited a lot of like little treats from her but that's one thing is like we both just love bath things so you did Perfect. good yes and it's kind of funny because i i definitely know that my mom would love you in a sense because she's like so like my mom whenever she divorced my dad she was just like fuck it she's like i don't need anyone she got in kind of a trouble like she her relationships were, like, not the best. She ended up just, like, courting really old men because she was, like, I could only date people who were smarter than me. So the only boyfriend she had was a neurosurgeon who was, unfortunately, in a fucking relationship with his wife. You know, stuff like that. Um, but she uh, she was very funny. She was, like, so out there. I mean, the fact that she was, like getting kind of cuckoo lost in her monotony of living at home by herself that she was like fuck it I'm selling my house and going to Europe and just gonna do stuff like she was so cool and like she was an English teacher always read really cool books like she would call me talk about books and movies and I think that's why I miss a lot too is that she was just like such an individual and like didn't give a fuck about stuff and like it was kind of refreshing it was kind of refreshing and I feel bad that the last conversation, one of the la- I think the last conversation I had with her is, uh, I was like, hi mom. Like, I'm so sorry. I can't talk very long. I'm about to go have dinner with this guy's dad. We're not dating. I think he's a fuck boy. So wish me luck. <laughs> no. And that's my fiance. <laughs> oh. I think, I think my future fiance is a fuck boy. I didn't say future fiance, but 
I, I tell her about that story. He's just like, great. Thank you for telling me this lovely, kind story. I'm just like, sorry. What? You know, here's, okay. here's the thing is she knows, like, she knows all now. She just, like, floats oh, in your yeah. presence now. And, and, in fact, she was just like, hmm, she said he's a fuck boy. Let's get Brittany pregnant. And then he stays forever. <laughs> I feel like, especially after I found out you were having a girl, too, I was like, I remember it was one of the first conversations I had with you. I was like, I don't know if you believe in God or whatever, but, like, I think Jesus sent you a baby girl. And you're like, I oh, know. I know, dude. My my family needed Elliot. It's hardcore. Mother's Day is hard for a lot of people. And yeah, I for remember, reasons, I, rem- for sure. I remember posting something about, and I always do this every year, it's like, here's a Mother's Day greeting for those who – don't have a relationship with their mom, who don't talk to their mom, who lost their mom, who tried to be a mom, who've lost children, who don't talk to their kids anymore. Anything that, there's so many reasons why Mother's Day is hard for a lot of people of different ages, different life planes and whatever. And Mother's Day, to be frank, is hard for me. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a parent and I've never had the opportunity because I've never been in a relationship where I felt like, the person I was with could be a parent. Yeah. I've never had a scare. (laughs) Never. Which, like, I'm proud proud of that. Yeah. But also, it was one of those moments, too, where I'm like, well, I've been irresponsible. (laughs) What? Yeah, why (laughs) hasn't this happened? So for a hot second, I'm pretty sure was things don't work. Um, I've been told by a few doctors that it's definitely, even in my 20s, they told me this, that it's It's probably, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, I don't, I forgot the specific reasoning by it, but it's definitely something that was like going to be hard in my twenties, let alone my thirties, who knows? So it's basically like at this point, like up to God whenever I have a kid. Yeah. But then I also, I realized this later in life too, that like, I feel a still a strong connection to it, which I think that's what makes me a good auntie. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have people that are like, I don't know how to deal with kids. Yeah. I... I'm already like an ant yeah. mode. I never try to parent anyone else's kids. I'm just there to Bless. be the kid with them. I'm the one like sitting with the crayons. Like, what's up, dude? You want to go get Taco Bell? Like, yeah. I'm just, I've always been in auntie mode. I've babysat since I was nine. Like, it's, I'm, I'm natural around kids. I'm not scared to hold an infant. Like, it's, it's no big deal for me. But yeah. you get this little twinge every Mother's Day, especially with, Especially with cute little baby outfits. God, I'm so gross with all that. I'm like, (gasps) I'll go into Target and be like, can someone have a baby so I can buy these? these They're not going to be for me. (laughs) I actually, I don't know if I still have it, but I actually have a little like onesie outfit. Cute. That I bought randomly when I was 21. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to have any kids anytime soon, but I really want it. Mm, And I just like held on to it. I also have all of my little dresses my mom used to make all of her clothes and a lot of them were given to cousins but then my mom randomly and it like made me like ball she like she's like oh yeah and here's all of your baby clothes and i'm like what what and she's like yeah like it's for you and for your future daughter i'm like what if i don't have one i don't have one what if it's a boy what if it's a boy (laughs) i'm putting him in dresses yeah (laughs) but then i'm also i'm a very small child too so like i was looking at a few of them when a few of my friends had kids, and I was like, none of these kids would fit into these clothes. I was small. Yeah. Um, so it's just weird. Like, Mother's Day is hard. And I can only imagine, like, I had a cousin who, like, lost babies. She had oh, two man. two miscarriages. 
That's so sad. And then do they have their little rainbow baby due in a couple months? Oh, cool. Or maybe next month. Maybe yeah. sooner than I thought. But anyway, yeah. so like I can only imagine how hard it is for them. Like miscarriages mm-hmm. are fucking rough. That can almost kill oh you. Oh my gosh. I would be so devastated. Yeah. I had a couple of times in my pregnancy where I was scared about how Elliot was doing and uh, went, ran to like the emergency room and had to check to make sure she was okay. But in those moments of like being unsure to getting to the hospital, that was like the most devastating thing because I was just like, oh man, I already love this little thing inside of me so much mm-hmm. or like I, I am in love with the idea of what my life is going to be once it's here oh, no. <sighs> that like I had a friend who lost their baby I think eight weeks before she was due and just like it's such a journey and oh, such a gosh. struggle to like have to produce a child and so many sacrifices you make and you go crazy during your pregnancy and so to almost feel as if those last eight months were for not nothing, but it almost feels like, damn, like yeah. what could have been? That is so, it's I can also, only imagine. It's also harder later to term too, I could only imagine. Mm-hmm. Like it, you're, I mean, there are babies that are born very early and we, thank God, have all this amazing technology, technology yeah. that can save children's lives that would not have been saved 20 years ago. Yeah. And even the ones that are like later to term, like all of my nephews and nieces were in the NICU for a decent amount of time. And none of them were small. They were all fucking fat ass babies. <laughs> but other things affected them. Like my nephew has a little hole in his heart. So like they had to monitor him for that. And then another one had some sort of like, not jaundice, something else that was really bad. Jaundice is okay. Pneumonia? A lot of babies have jaundice. Um, My sister still not pneumonia, great. which is scary. Yeah, so like little little things, little things. where, and they're all, you would look they're at these. They're very big things in the moment. Yeah, oh, especially for it's a baby, everything is Oh my gosh, Elliot choked on her, On I guess she had just stuff from delivery in her uh, whenever she was born. And so literally 10 minutes before we were leaving the hospital, uh, I was changing her diaper and she started turning purple. And I was just like, oh my God. And just like I had to hit the emergency button and then the nurse came in and just like flipped around and went on her back and all this shit came out of her. And I'm just like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, that happens sometimes. Just keep a close eye on her. I'm like, okay, cool. So I won't sleep for a week. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Are you breathing? Yeah. I I also think about that too, whereas I'm such a little worrier that I'm like, if I ever have kids, I'm just not going to sleep ever. No. I, I won't. I will stare. I just stare. You'll stare because you love it so fucking much, but then you're you also like, "Do not survive. die. <laughs> Please survive." Blankets, terrifying. Oh man, rolling over, terrifying. Just stay there. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they get older, and then the the worries continue. <laughs> my oh, my yeah. niece on freaking Saturday on Mother's Day almost choked because. She's a toddler and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat and then run around because I'm three years old because that's what you do when you're three. Even though mom and dad have told you sit down while you're eating, you need to sit down. And she like got up and then was trying to play and she still had food in her mouth and started choking. And my my sister immediately, two seconds, mom mode, just whack, right on the back. And she like coughed out a piece of salami or whatever the fuck. But it was like... scary. And it's, yeah. none of her other kids did that. This last, the youngest has no fear. And they like, after it happened, they were like, Please don't do and that. they were like, for the last time, sit, 
your bottom down and you're going to eat. And then there she's just like, okay. And then she like sat and then immediately got up. And then my brother-in-law like eye rolled and he's like, she has no fear. The other two were like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm going to sit like good. And this one just jumped banshee. Just wild woman. She is. So excited She about is life. literally like they they had no all of the, her other kids like were angel babies like you yeah. could just sit them down and they were just la 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 happy, happy day. day this day. one has been chaos the moment she was born uh-huh. like and it's just, so my sister's just like another day another day almost choking on something like jeez like near death experience like and she's like I'm like how do you she's like you just know you just get weird radar and I'm like oh god yeah, <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> this this is kind of reminds me of another tangent there is an episode there is a new Netflix series that I highly recommend about near death experiences and death and it's called surviving death it's if you're not religious and if you are religious it's very interesting to watch it's about people who die and then come back. You know, like, oh, I was dead for 10 minutes. And what they see, what they experience, and how consistent the stories are. It's, like, very much like, <gasps> I mean, here's... Is there something? I, there I, is something. I do believe... After. I do believe there's something after. Um, what I'm concerned about is, like, it's always kind of like this weird, like, and then there was nothing but a white light. And I'm like, I... I kind of wanted heaven to be dope. So, okay, so <laughs> let me tell, I'll tell you really quick what, what they described heaven as. I want it to be boring. They, they said they, they died, and all of a sudden, time didn't exist. They experienced everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, it was, spit, like, time did not matter. Um, then they said uh, they experienced a bunch of colors and beautiful smells, fragrances, all, all the pleasantries. Oh, they said it, life was suddenly a warm hug. Uh, like, Aww. if you can put life into, like, nice. experience as a warm hug, that's what it was. And the one person saw, like, fields of flowers. And then people also experience meeting um, spirits or um, angels, whatever you want to call them, that were like, hi, you're here. And for some people, it was, like, a close loved one. It was, like, a dad or it was, like, an aunt, grandma. Some people, it was a group of people who they weren't sure, but they were in their life at some point. Mm-hmm. And they, like, kind of welcomed them. And said hi, and like this is like you, you're you fast on. But then whenever it's time for them to go back, they're like, oh, you have to go back now. It's not your time. Like you, we gotta, you're gonna go back to your body. And then it, what's funny and kind of like it brought me some joy or hope and whatever death is given to me is that no one wanted to go back mm-hmm. when they died. They were like. I like it here. Don't oh, yeah. send me back to the bad place. I mean, I feel like that's so many. I I I always get kind of confused when people are like, "Yeah, there's life is pointless. When you die, you die, and that's it." I'm always like, "Really? I don't want to live life." Oh, well, I personally don't want to live life that way. And I I I didn't think about this until my mom died. Because before before my mom died, I was pretty agnostic. I like I was raised religious. Then I was like fuck religion and stuff like yeah. everything's like bullshit yeah and evangelical stuff will get you yeah it gets me. you sometimes and then whenever my mom died i realized like fuck i don't want to believe that there's nothing after death because that means that she's gone forever mm-hmm. and so it almost like rekindled in me this like hope or desire or like wanting for for a greater purpose for a greater being for a heaven 
Um, <laughs> not a hell. She can't go there. <laughs> but, I don't want that. Yeah, no one even if hell. little Nas X is like pole dancing twerking? around I don't, it, twerking. I don't, I don't want it, little Nas. I'm so sorry. Like you're great, dude. You're great, awesome, but, but I don't. I don't. I'm, that's not what I want. I'm not that. I'm not that <laughs> hardcore. I'm a. I'm a sheep. A nice little soft sheep that just wants to be in a pasture forever. Um, and so, right? Just be a sheep in a pasture forever. Also, oh, sorry. Ooh, I have a thought. Okay, I haven't thought. If you could have, if you like, you're going into heaven. Obviously, you're like, mom, yay, yeah. and like, you see all your family. Like, I imagine it to be like this big. Like, you're you're basically like this Reunion. is how this, this is how I imagine it. You're you're walking up, and it's like beautiful, cloudy, but not like cartoon cloud with like harps and shit. It's just like like misty. And you're kind of like floating and you're like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden you see like the shining, smiling faces of everyone. And then you immediately cry, but you're not really crying because you don't, there's no sadness. It's more of like you're, you have this like release of like everyone's here, but you know everyone somehow and you're just like hugging and it's great. And then you have your little mini reunion and you like hang out, like wave to Jesus or whatever. And you're like, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey, what's up? Here's some wine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever Jesus does Jesus in heaven. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the one cartoony thing about me, about heaven for me is Jesus for some reason. <laughs> like, I just imagine him being like a big, like, dad. Like, in, everyone makes Jesus buff in all those illustrations. No, he's dad bod. Oh my gosh. I imagine yeah. him like a dad bod or like a happy grandpa. But anyway, you like see him for a hot second, you know, chit chat with him. And then he's like, all right, so this is your, your first dinner in heaven. And we always like bequeath a request, who do you want to have dinner with? And it's a common question a lot of people will have. We're like, oh, who would you have like a meeting or a dinner? Like if you could meet with a dead person. Yeah. I firmly believe that because I feel like that's on everyone's mind. There's always someone you want to talk to that's not necessarily in your family radar, but you know is there. And you're like, all right, like I want to sit down and have a chit chat whether it's like a personal hero or an, an old friend or like celeb, whatever you want to do, like yeah. who would be your like your first night at dinner? You're first gonna night have in Disneyland. Yeah, your first night at Heaven Disneyland. You're gonna have some pasta. <laughs> who would you sit down and have dinner with? That's not in my family or something. Yeah, you already had your family brunch. I already had the family. You had brunch? Heaven brunch. <laughs> wow. Bottomless <laughs> mimosas, but nobody gets drunk. <laughs> Wow, this is a really good question. It's really hard because I've had like a lot of like role models in my life, but no one who's really impacted me super greatly. Oh my gosh, I know who would want to have, I know, uh, Fred Rogers. I would just want to be like, how? How did you, how did you have this outlook on life? uh how did you learn to love your neighbor so well how like did you have like anxiety about anything like he was just someone who I was like kind of raised me in a way on the television we talked about him in our first episode I know this is a full tangent bring it on back yeah um if oh man I also like oh I don't know there's some people I'm very like self-conscious about 
my relationship with people and not overstepping boundaries. So I'd be scared to kind of talk to some people. Like some one person I love to talk to, but I would not know how to talk to them is Robin Williams too, who we've probably also talked about. Oh, yeah. Um, both of those people, I think, were pretty big. In That's my like growing. day two of heaven where you've already settled yourself in and you're going for a walk and all of a sudden you see Robin Williams sitting on a bench like Goodwill Hunting style. Oh, That's how I imagine God. it. Like, I'm literally yeah. walking through, you just wake up, it's your first real full day, and then yeah. just misty, there's a lake, and then all of a sudden he's just sitting there, and you're just like, come have a seat. And then you just start crying, and you're like, I love you yeah, so much. And he's I like, know. I know. And then you have, like, a beautiful chat about life. Like, like I, w- I wouldn't be able to talk to politicians, because I don't like any politicians. I wouldn't be able to talk to, like, an author, because I only know their book and not their life, and I don't know. I feel like... People in the media, it would I think, depend were... on the author for me. Really, and I'm a big reader. Mm-hmm. Um, my my people would yeah. be. It's funny that you mention uh, <laughs> Mr. Rogers because Jim Henson's definitely on my oh, list. Nice, um, of just because. I also believe... Obviously, we hit it on the nail with our first episode, what our Our passions are. Our first (laughs) episode, you should go back and listen to our feelings there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, gosh, I love him dearly, and I think he's so great. Another person I would like to really talk to, and this ties into a little bit of like morbid curiosity, but also the fact that she's just kind of so tragic, I want to talk to Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's one of those like misunderstood... Like, they kind of, like, I, they treated women so dirty back in the day. And women still get kind of a bad rep these days. We we still get paid under wage. I'm still a feminist to my core. I just want to sit with her. And I feel like she once got, one, got the bad end of the stick. I don't think she, like, OD'd. Um, I think, I think there's a little bit more of a story behind it. But if she did, I wanted to talk, I would want to talk to her and be like, dude, there are so many people that are on your side that were on your side mm. back then. Like, I, I you're just an icon. I, I, you're an icon, <laughs> but also like I feel like even the people that write her biographies and say all these things, I still don't feel like her full story was met. She's a very tragic individual. Her and Judy Garland, I feel like both oh, of them, I would love yeah. to sit because mm-hmm. I've read so much about them and they're like horrific. Childhood, Hollywood experience, just Hollywood in general. Hollywood in general. Both of them got like in like forced abortions over shit because they had to be like these star. It's just contracts, like heartbreaking, heart wrenching things that they did to women. But then also the way that they felt about themselves, Mm -hmm. and they were so beaten down that they felt like they had to do these things and act this way and be portrayed this way in order to basically survive, and then ultimately killed them. They both had substance abuse, like alcohol and pills, and then it led to their demise, whether it was malicious or not. I mean, Judy Garland definitely, it wasn't malicious, but it was definitely you, addiction. Addiction is malicious. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marilyn Monroe, she was hobnobbing with the wrong people, and politics are gross, and they're nasty, and they'll get you in the end if you mess with the wrong people. So it's just, those are the women that I want to like sit down and be like, one, your icons, I love yeah. you. Two, you're inspiring to a lot of people, but like it's more of like I don't want it to be like a celebrity thing. It would be more like, tell me your story. It doesn't matter because I'm already dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, it's not, I just, I've spent my whole life feeling like every documentary I've watched, every book that I've read, I'm like, 
this is lovely and like, you know, honest and sentimental, but still like, you know, truth. Addiction is bad. But also like, I feel like there's always a missing puzzle piece of like what happened Mm -hmm. and how they lived in their brains. And so I just, I would love to just sit down and be like, girl, you want to get some heaven coffee? We get a heaven latte yeah. and just have a little sit set. That's so nice. And just like espresso in heaven is always perfect. Oh yeah, and like everyone just no does, bad shots there. Nobody does a rosetta; they just do a heart. <laughs> and if you're a coffee person, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> just hearts all day hearts only, and they're perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's yeah. I mean, gosh, like you never like there's those TikTok series where you're like, has you ever watched something where it's just you just feel women? Like I just those moments of like womanhood uh, and yeah, camaraderie. Music. I yeah. actually stopped listening to men just because men musicians made me so angry just with my personal experience with them. Uh, and we're just like, you guys are all suck behind the scenes. Um, they also I've... all sing about the same. Things. Yeah, they all sing about the same shit. And they so, all like... whine about stuff that is very fixable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so, and I have listened I to, it. I have listened, if I'm feeling, like, kind of emo and sad, like, it, it sees no, no, ge- like, uh, my gosh, gender, race, feeling, whatever, the sex, uh, I don't care whenever I'm feeling a mood, I will listen to whoever I want to listen to, but whenever I'm, like, trying to find new music, or if I, like, want to, like, hype myself up, I've been listening to more, like, woman uh woman singers more like person of color singers more uh queer and trans singers because i was just like i i'm tired of hearing about the same old shitty problems that like normal like white men have you know and to go on that point i um someone else sorry white men i love you too but i just don't (laughs) want to hear problems anymore Um, to go on that point, yeah. there was actually a really cool, like, TikTok guy that I randomly found in my For You page, where he's, like, a producer of sorts, and he, there was a clip of, like, this, like, girl band, like, singing, like, I don't want to me, like, just, you know, whatever, Pops like, up. teen poppy, like, complaining about boys, but not in a healthy way, complaining, and he was like, can we stop with like everyone's complaining about all the toxic masculinity do we need to all acknowledge that there are women out there that are perpetuating all these like really bad things that are just as stereotypical in the other realm where it's like men are are gross but also women are not great either and so finding the he's like oh i found all these women that are singing about things that are real and true feelings and not about like, I'm gonna fuck whoever I want because I wanna, because I'm a bad bitch. No, like, no. Like, you're allowed to feel all the feelings and be a bad bitch or whatever, but like, you don't treat toxicity with toxic behavior. Yeah. And everyone's wondering why, like, everyone's toxic in the dating world right now and as someone in the dating world barely it's 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 awful out there dude and yeah like the, it's awful one of the on top podcasts was uh call her daddy for a minute and i i admit i listened to call her daddy for a little bit too but honestly that i feel like there became a certain point where i was like Haha, wait a minute all of this is wrong all this is very toxic and sad and angry and i hate it it's manipulative manipulative too. yeah just, it's like it's not fun. Like, this is not what love and relationships i mean everyone are. all these women are complaining about like where are all the nice men i'm like oh you know, want to know where the nice men are they're hiding they're hiding and they're fucking scared you want to know why because they go online and they see all these women that are horrific and will ghost you and or 
be awful to you and manipulate you, you, cheat on you, and fucking, like, like sugar daddy like it's it's all toxic on both sides and so yeah, like both sides for it's real. one of the and he was like so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna show you all these new artists that i have been following that are singing about lovely things and they're women they're people of color sure. they're all these like cool things and i was just like amazing like oh i need like you go like i'm all about feelings and the emo songs and whatever and if someone breaks up with you and you want to make a fucking song get it girl or boy Whatever. I'll listen to your sad bullshit. I'll listen to it Whatever. for a hot minute, but okay, then... Okay, 1975. <laughs> fine. But, you know, like, where where are the healthy relationships? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But Bro. then, like, I guess someone would argue, like, well, then it wouldn't be real. Cause... I'm gonna... Yeah. Reel it back in and ask you... <laughs> yes. Before we get angry at uh, men again of, on music, <laughs> um, I want to ask... We talked about like what, what, who would you like to have like brunch with in or lunch with in heaven? What would you say is your heaven on earth? What does heaven on earth look like for you? Meaning like what's a good day for me or like what? Yeah. What? What? What is? What is a day? What is a place? What is a? What is an event that brings would bring you serenity and peace? Well, I mean. I had a like a little glimpse of it when I was camping and like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm we've discussed this. I'm outdoorsy, but like on appearance I feel like some people aren't very <laughs> optimistic with my survival skills and I feel quite differently about that. I feel like if the apocalypse is nigh, mm-hmm. um, I will be the first to be like wake up, open the window, see all the zombies, go, hmm, close window. Be like, guess I'm not going to work. And then, like, grab all of my boot knives and my stuff and, like, food. I know exactly where I'm going to go. My mom's ex-boyfriend was a <laughs> was a freaking, like, uh, end-of-the-world, like, hoarder kind of fella. So he has, like, ammunition and, like, cool. random, random shit in his garage. He's, that would just, just, he's like, a 10-minute drive from my I house. I came out of your house. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like a prepper. He's a yeah. prepper. He's a hardcore prepper kind of guy. Yeah. And I would go there and stop by and be like, salutations, getting my shit, and just get a bunch of stuff, and then like rally some friends and be like, all right, we're, I'm going to go hightail a tank, and we're just going to live, and we're going to be great. Anyway, so I, I, it goes back to like simplicity, like... I would say, it's definitely not driving a tank into an army, like a army I would, of zombies. I mean, that's the Val... <laughs> the, 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 that doesn't like happen. That's the, so I mean, the Valkyrie in me is like, I don't know. Yes. I feel like I have I a lot. I need a battle. <laughs> I have a lot of inner rage, and I feel like I would fuck shit up, zombie friends. But um, my Don't inner peace arcade. is... Dominic. <laughs> 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 the shooting games where you... <laughs> 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 yes! I just get way I'm too into now. it, and you're like, Megan, Megan. I'm Megan, like, Megan, come back. Come back. So my inner peace yeah. is kind of like... In nature, and I want to say it's almost like a, a mixture of like Hell's Moving Castle slash like I'm like I'm like in like a field and I have a little hut. Yes, and my little hut is like a magical hut, nice. and I have all these dry herbs, and I have a little garden with all my vegetables, and I have my no work emails. No work emails. I am just living off the land. 
and I have my little farm animals and I walk out to my barn and I go pet my goats and I go milk my cow. Like it's a weird mixture of like modern, weird, like, like what's, Howl's Moving Castle is what is considered like um, steampunk. Yeah. Steampunk vibes. Mm-hmm. Nature-esque, but still, I have internet. <laughs> cool. How's Moving Castle meets Pinterest? Yes. And I'm, but I'm still very much, it's a little sprinkling of Anne of Green Gables. I read mm-hmm. all of those books as a kid. And I related because mm-hmm. I was a weird bookish weirdo. And I, nobody understood and I spoke very eloquently at a very young age. Um, even though I speak like a doofus nowadays. But I was very smart back then. and Would talk like a college student. <laughs> and they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, But that was me at nine. I was basically Anne of Green Gables is me at nine. Um, So I'm living in like this little farmhouse and I have my little animals. But I'm not particularly eating my animals. They're more like for milk and eggs. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. Maybe bacon. Maybe I'll have some piggies. But mostly... So to stuff your pillows with. But I honestly feel like I would befriend the animals and therefore just be this vegetarian that's living on a farm and has farm animals for fun. Um, That's fine. And I just, like, have a little, like, a little hut, and I just sleep in my little house, and I have a little porch, and I wake up, and I'm just like, oh, I have my chores. I have tasks. I love having a job and a task, and I'm good with my hands, so, like, being handy and, like, fixing things. So you build tables. So basically a small them. farm. Yeah. I, I, I want to live on a farm, which is weird. Because, like, I mean, considering my hand that I hatcheted and my <laughs> constant, like, my constant hurting Fellows myself. Fell a finger, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. I mean, it's, I, statistics show that I wouldn't survive in, in realms that are, you know, <laughs> not modern, but I love it. I yeah. want a simple existence. Yeah. And I, there's a TikTok that I follow. She's mainly a hobby farm person, Mm -hmm. but they're so calming. She has a lovely mom voice. I think her thing is called mommy farmer or something. But anyway, she has a hobby farm. So she doesn't really eat any of the animals that she has, but it's more of like she raises them. She has little, she has like two little ponies. She has a bunch of geese and chickens and they're all named and some goats and little baby goats and she'll like, she goes and she has three little corgi dogs. And she, her little TikTok is like, good morning, we're going to go wake the animals. Yeah. And they go run out and she's just like it's talking cute. to them all. It's just cute and wholesome. wholesome. And I'm like, I want to live on a farm. I want to go in the middle of the woods and find a lumberjack. A lumberjack. Like, uh. And then he, we fall in love. And- <laughs> yeah. Like, but it doesn't exist. Farms like that don't exist unless you make it so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that motivates me back to my me wanting that's, to buy a house uh, yeah. at 35. And that's I'm why like, I was I kind of directing the question here is like, I can, just want heaven, farm. can heaven be a place on earth? I hmm. think heaven on earth is inner peace. Yeah. And I think, I think at one point you do find it, but it's not what people think. I think inner peace, a lot of people will think it's like, I am so calm and everything's great and fine. That's not realistic no. because life is, you know, this roller coaster. Yes. But what I think inner peace is, is when you kind of like, when you Except. wake up and you're like, oh, I got all this stuff to do and things like that. But then you kind of look to your left and then you look to your right and you're kind of like, huh. It's okay. It's okay. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, it comes and goes because there'll be some days where I wake up like that currently and I'm like, huh. 
Yeah, like, like, this, this is, is okay. This is great. And then I there's know. days that I'm like literally like, I could just die. And it would be I know. There's some days that I like tried to work and I'm like, wait, I know everything I'm supposed to do and I know how to do it and I just need to do it. And then my life will be easier. I think it kind of goes back. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last episode, listen to the last episode. I talk about like what the Buddhists say and what happiness means. I think that they're on to a, a good a good road. <laughs> Seven path fold. Or eight path. Eight path? Eight fold path? Eight fold path. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It seems like this episode is just the mental health episode. This is the mental health episode. It is the, uh... I'm okay with that. This that is, is fine. We can Y'all, call it the cleansing episode. The, the cleanse. The restart. The reset button. We just needed to talk our feelings, y'all, for an hour yep. or two hours. Thank you for listening. If the, Hopefully, ever, like I said at the beginning of the episode, the entire world's just feeling fucked up right now. And we just needed to get it out. And hopefully you guys relate to what we're feeling. Or if not, then he'll, he can laugh at us. Be like, I'm, I'm so glad I feel good about my life. <laughs> These emo bitches. <laughs> they're like, that's sucks. fine too. In fact, I mean, send yeah. good vibes our way. Yeah. We could use them. I mean, I could use some friends. Follow my story. Like all my photos. Be my friend. Like all the photos. <laughs> I posted a cute photo. Me, please, please like it. Don't, don't DM me. <laughs> That will bring me joy. Because then I won't feel bad when I look at it and be like, I can't. I don't know how. Just just like it. Just do the little just heart. Just like it? Just little give little me the heart <laughs> eyes. Give me the heart eyes. I feel bad. I, I posted. I like. I was kind of sharing. I do have a couple friends who also lost their moms on Mother. Well, on Mother's Day. They also lost their moms and they were feeling sad. And so I like kind of posted me just hanging out with my mom at the cemetery. Is like, hey, friends, like I see you, I feel you, but this is days for all of us, you know. And um, they reached out and other people reached out. And then I, I was so sad I ignored them. And literally this morning is when I was feeling like I got to get over this hump. And I like messaged all the people back. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, thank you. Today, today was literally me going through my phone and being like, hi, I didn't respond to you, but thank you so much. Hi, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. Can you hang out tonight? Uh, that was me to my friend yesterday. I was like, <laughs> I haven't responded to the last five texts, but can you hang out? No. Um, which is kind of selfish. And I... I if people say that they can't hang out now, I ask them when their next available appointment is and I make that appointment. I am a huge proponent that if if people ask you to hang out and you say no, and if you say no, especially another time, it is now your job to ask them to hang out or text them first or whatever. And so, and if you don't do that, I highly recommend you should because it just shows your friends that you care about them. So message them back. That, oh, that's yeah. my PSA today. Take this, turn off this episode when it's done, when it was done, <laughs> and, uh, and message some friends back because it, it won't be that hard. I'm not sure if anyone's crazy like me, but it's not that hard. Oh, and here, here's a message from, from the extreme introvert who's ignored basically really hanging out with anyone except for you, dear Brittany. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a weirdo and an isolated turd, um, but sometimes I try too hard and I get in my weird, like, hole, and then I don't know how to... I'm also, like, I'm one of those people where if no one talks to me, I'm like, well, then then it's fine. 
we're good. I'll, they'll reach out to me when they want to. And then when they don't reach out to me, I'm like, they hate me. And I'm like, please don't think that I hate you. Don't think that I ignore you. I literally just don't have mental capacity to make plans. Mm-hmm. So you have to force yourself on me. <laughs> like just, just do it. Do it. And if I can't show up to a gathering, please know that I'm not doing it to be mean it's literally, I physically can't because I'm working seven days a fucking week mm-hmm. or I'm asleep. Like, I have literally no friends that, nice. like, I mean, I answered your text at five in the morning. That's how loner I am. Like, because I'm yeah, awake. Yeah, I felt so bad. I texted her at five in the morning. That's when I was going to a mental breakdown. And I was like, I am, <laughs> I was kind of proud of myself that morning because uh, part of me is like, I'll work it out. I'll work it out. And then I don't work it out. And then like an hour before I'm supposed to do something, I'm like, just kidding. Can't do it. (laughs) But that's the friend that I am. If any of you, any of you people listening, otherwise, if I consider you my friend and I get a message and if I'm able to, I will respond immediately. Because like, even though I can't physically make time for everyone, I will, if I sense my presence is needed. I am like drop at the bottom of the hat, bail you out of jail, mm-hmm. like no questions asked. Yeah. And I also don't pry, so I'm just kind of like, you know what? Got you. Fucking got Whatever you. Wow. Ah. So like, like I don't. <laughs> this is so bad for me to say. I know I'm not the best friend, but I am the loyalist friend. And I'm not the best friend out of like maliciousness. I am just in my brain. But when I am your friend, I am your friend till I die, and that's that. You just you don't get rid of me. I'm sorry. This is how it works. I'll be around, folks. I'll be around. I'm the one you call when you're like, I am in jail, and I'm like, tight. I won't even ask you why. I'm just, I'll roll up. It's mm-hmm. cool. I'm a friend that you could not talk to me in 10 years, and then if you hit me up, I'll be like, oh, cool, you're back. Yeah, I do the same thing. <laughs> like, I have I have friends like that too where I'm, I will, and that goes back to my point where I'm like, I'm your friend till the end. Yeah. I have friends that I haven't talked to in forever and then I randomly, like, message because I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in, like, three years. Yeah. I hope you don't think I hate you. But really, I don't. I just, I'm in my own world. So, like, yeah, no. Friends, friends are important. Friends till the end. Everything is fine. We'll be okay. Feelings are real. Thank you for listening. Yeah.